The ACB Braille Forum, Volume 56, January 2018, Number 7, published by the American Council of the Blind, read by Bart Morse in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 605-475-8154 and choose Option 3. Tune in to ACB Radio at www.acbradio.org or by calling 605-475-8130. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at at ACBNATIONAL or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-C-O-U-N-C-I-L-O-F-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Copyright 2017, American Council of the Blind. Eric Bridges, Executive Director. Sharon Lovering, Editor. 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. Table of Contents President's Message Nationwide Class Action Challenges Hulu's Discrimination Against Blind and Visually Impaired Individuals by Kim Charlson Looking Back, Looking Ahead by Eric Bridges Tours in St. Louis include a ball game, The Arch, Bush Stadium, the Botanical Gardens, and more, by Janet Dickelman. Climb aboard the 2018 DKM Express, by Kenneth Semyon Sr. The BOP Seeks to Award Excellence, by Ron Brooks. Call for nominees for 2018 ACB Awards, by Shelley Hart and Chip Haley. ACB Angel Memorial Tribute Program. Rolling Up Our Sleeves and Working Toward the Future, ACB Board Meeting Summaries for October and November by Ron Brooks. Affiliate News, High Tech Swap Shop. Are you moving? 
Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, slovering at acb.org. Give her the information, and she'll make the changes for you. Keep up with the most important ACB news and announcements without any other chatter. Subscribe to the ACB Announce Listserv. Send a blank email to announce subscribe at acblists.org or visit www.acblists.org slash m-a-i-l-m-a-n slash l-i-s-t-i-n-f-o slash a-n-n-o-u-n-c-e and type your email address and name where indicated. ACB Radio has a new and improved website. Come see for yourself at www.acbradio.org. Got a request? Tune in to ACB Radio Interactive and ask the DJ on duty to play it for you at www.acbradio.org. President's Message Nationwide class action challenges who lose discrimination against blind and visually impaired individuals by Kim Charlson. ACB is very pleased to be working with disability rights advocates, the Disability Law Center, and our affiliate, the Bay State Council of the Blind, on this case, that will bring even more access to streamed television and film content than ever before. On November 20th in Boston, a complaint was filed in U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts on behalf of the larger class of people who are blind or visually impaired. Here are the details. A coalition of blind and visually impaired individuals and advocacy groups filed a nationwide class action against Hulu to end the video streaming company's ongoing exclusion of blind and visually impaired Americans. The lawsuit challenges Hulu's violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Hulu, one of the largest online streaming services in the country, offers thousands of shows and movies, including award-winning original content, to most customers at the click of a mouse. However, the company fails to provide audio description for any streaming videos. Because Hulu fails to include audio description tracks on any of its streaming content, blind and visually impaired individuals cannot independently enjoy Hulu's video streaming services. Hulu boasts an extensive library of live TV and on-demand movies and series, including its Emmy Award-winning original series, The Handmaid's Tale, but currently excludes customers who are blind and visually impaired. In addition, Hulu's website and applications are not accessible to blind and visually impaired individuals who use screen readers to navigate the Internet. The American Council of the Blind, Bay State Council of the Blind, and blind individuals brought this action to end Hulu's discriminatory business practices. Disability Rights Advocates, DRA, a national nonprofit legal center, and the Disability Law Center, DLC, Massachusetts's protection and advocacy system represent these individuals and organizations. Kim Charlson, president of the American Council of the Blind, said, 
Movies and television are pillars of American culture. As delivery of such media transitions to video streaming services, it is critical that these platforms be accessible in order to ensure the inclusion of blind and visually impaired individuals in contemporary society. Rebecca Williford, senior staff attorney at DRA, said, Hulu is owned by a collection of some of the most powerful companies in the entertainment business and is itself one of the nation's most popular online streaming services. Its utter failure to provide access to individuals who are blind and visually impaired is astonishing. BSCB members have been expressing their concerns about Hulu's lack of audio description for years now, said Brian Charlson, president of the Bay State Council of the Blind. And it is time that Hulu join with other industry streaming services out there and meet its obligations under the Americans with Disabilities Act. As forms of entertainment evolve, equal access must transition to meet industry innovation, said Christine Griffin, executive director of DLC. Equal access means the ability to fully use and enjoy all aspects of entertainment, just like everyone else. Plaintiffs do not seek monetary damages, but seek only to achieve equal access to Hulu's services. To read the complaint online, go to tinyurl.com slash y numeral 7 ay numeral 2 fkg. Looking Back, Looking Ahead by Eric Bridges What a year we've had! The year 2017 brought many triumphs and challenges. In January, ACB commended the U.S. Access Board for releasing revised guidelines encompassing Section 508 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. The guidelines require the federal government to further assure electronic communications are accessible for both internal and external purposes for individuals with disabilities, and allow for government to lead by example toward breaking down electronic access barriers. It's been almost two decades since the Access Board refreshed its guidelines on electronic communications, and the need for further revisions has been years in the making. The role the Internet and mobile communications play in our lives today wasn't even conceivable the last time we had a major refresh of the 508 regulations. And we're glad that government will now be able to lead by example on making electronic communications accessible for all. The Access Board also more clearly defined the scope of Section 508 regulations in light of the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, covered under the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, and created greater harmony with standards set by the European Commission and Web Contact Accessibility Guidelines, WCAG. In late January 2017, the ACB board, staff, and several state and affiliate leaders met in the Washington, D.C. area to develop a new plan for the organization. ACB's new strategic action plan will guide the organization in the future across five critical focus areas, including advocacy, policy and legislation, affiliates and membership, convention and meetings, development, and marketing and communications.
The five focus areas were identified by the board of directors as having the highest potential impact for our organization moving forward. Each focus area has a set of goals, associated action steps, time frames, and accountable leaders to help drive change and ensure completion of the objectives. The plan also identifies any resource requirements, such as people needed to work on the task, funding to get the job done, or outside resources needed, measures of success, and an evaluation process for each goal to ensure that the organization is moving in the right direction to get the job of the ACB Strategic Action Plan completed. In developing and executing the ACB Strategic Action Plan, we hope to achieve some ambitious goals. The top 10 goals are 1. Use our advocacy, policy, and legislative efforts to actualize the backbone of our organization. 2. Ensure our advocacy efforts are improving our ability to function in a society where we all win in the future. 3. Carve out key focus areas that will allow ACB to find a prominent place in revolutionizing the way the world works. 4. Support and strengthen affiliates and their membership through a variety of actions designed to increase affiliate health and effectiveness and increase membership engagement. 5. Develop a stronger network and sense of community for ACB members through ACB conventions and meetings, including for those who attend virtually. 6. Use the ACB convention to broaden membership and participation, especially among younger and more senior populations. 7. Utilize continuing education credits at the convention to benefit our members, attract high-visibility guest speakers, and increase ACB's brand recognition. 8. Increase awareness of and help shape attitudes towards major issues for blind individuals within the sighted community. 9. Reach out and engage the broader community of blind individuals who are not currently affiliated with ACB or a similar organization. 10. Standardize and professionalize ACB's communication channels to ensure key messages reach their intended audiences in the most effective way possible. A few weeks later, ACB members and staff attended a reception at the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum in celebration of a new audio-described tour of two key museum areas, the Hall of Witness and the Hall of Remembrance. Thanks to ongoing generous support from the Aid Association for the Blind of the District of Columbia, ACB's audio description project received full funding for the development of this tour. Following the reception and a short presentation on the new audio guide by museum staff, visitors launched the new tour. In April, Representatives Carolyn Maloney, D. New York, Gus Bilarakis, R. Florida, and Steve Cohen, D. Tennessee, reintroduced the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage of Low Vision Devices Act of 2017, H.R. 2050. This legislation would establish a national demonstration research project tasked with identifying the impact to Medicare and Medicare recipients who are prescribed low-vision devices over a certain threshold cost. 
Through this demonstration, eligible participants could be prescribed assistive low-vision devices through a licensed eye care physician. These are the types of devices that might be too costly for someone on Social Security, but the kind of things that could have dramatic improvements in their daily life, like being able to read their mail, keep track of their medications, or fill out important forms with personal information. More good news. In July, the Federal Communications Commission adopted new rules increasing the number of hours of audio-described programming available on top-rated broadcast and cable networks. ACB played an active role in the passage of the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act of 2010, CVAA, which paved the way for video-described programming. The new FCC rules, effective July 1, 2018, require audio-described programming be available from 6 a.m. to midnight, maintaining the 50 hours of prime time and children's programming, and adding 37.5 hours of additional audio-described content. The networks that must currently comply with this rule are ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, Disney Channel, History, TBS, TNT, and USA. ACB sees this as a step forward for equal access. We'll continue to seek out new pathways forward for further expansion of audio description wherever possible. In August, Representatives Gus Bilirakis, R. Florida, and Anna Eshu, D. California, introduced H.R. 3457, which calls for the Controller General of the United States to investigate the government's systemic failure to provide materials in accessible formats for recipients of Medicare and Medicaid. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, is required under Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 to provide materials in an accessible format for recipients who are blind and visually impaired. According to the National Institutes of Health, roughly 24 million Americans experience some significant degree of vision loss, even after the use of corrective lenses like glasses or contacts. However, it has been difficult to track the number of blind and visually impaired individuals covered under CMS programs, making it difficult to track CMS's effectiveness in meeting the requirements of Section 504. A few weeks later, Researchers at the University of Hawaii worked with Google, ACB, and the National Park Service to audio-describe print brochures at 15 park sites throughout the state of California. This phase of the Unidescription project focused on description of the brochures available in California's national parks, including Yosemite. The funding was shared between UH and ACB, with the National Park Service adding significant in-kind support at each of the involved sites. Shortly after that, ACB's audio description project, along with the Mid-Tennessee Council of the Blind, the Tennessee School for the Blind, and the Tennessee Performing Arts Center, offered a rare opportunity for blind people worldwide to experience the total eclipse of the sun. How? Through the use of audio description. Prior to the eclipse, Dr. Joel Snyder hosted A Total Eclipse Audio Described on ACB Radio. 
Snyder, the director of ACB's audio description project, presented an hour of songs, interviews, and special guests, with the main event described live from the Tennessee School for the Blind between 1.15 and 1.45 p.m. Nashville-based audio describer Julia Cawthon described the eclipse as it happened and provided a vivid translation of the visual event into words. This summer saw many natural disasters, Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria, and the wildfires out west. Many people in the ACB family emailed and called our offices asking what they could do to help. So ACB developed a relief fund to assist members in the affected areas. Financial contributions to the ACB Disaster Relief Fund may be made at donate.acb.org slash r-e-l-i-e-f. If you prefer to pay by check, send to American Council of the Blind, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. Be sure to write in the memo field of your check that your gift is for disaster relief. Gift cards can also be sent to the above address. If you would prefer to donate via phone, call 1-800-866-3242. In October, the National Office staff and a number of ACB members in the D.C. area heard oral arguments at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit in American Council of the Blind v. Mnuchin, also known as the currency case. In 2016, the government moved back the target date for the next currency redesign involving the $10 note from 2020 to 2026. ACB then sought an order from the district court requiring that the $10 bill be made accessible by 2020 and all the remaining denominations to be made accessible by 2026. While this order was under consideration, the Treasury Secretary advised the court that he has already complied with his legal obligation to make currency accessible by furnishing external currency readers to people with visual impairments. While the secretary indicated that he still intended to proceed with adding a tactile feature in the next major redesign, he was doing so as a matter of policy as opposed to fulfilling a legal requirement. The district court denied ACB's motion in January 2017, and ACB appealed. We asked the appeals court to do two things. One, to order that the $10 bill be made accessible by 2020, and all the remaining denominations be made accessible by 2026. And two, we are asking that the court issue a ruling that external currency readers do not provide meaningful access to currency. We expect a ruling shortly. To hear ACB's arguments, visit acb.org slash c-u-r-r-e-n-c-y hyphen c-a-s-e hyphen a-u-d-i-o. More recently, a coalition of blind and visually impaired individuals and advocacy groups has filed a nationwide class action against Hulu to end the video streaming company's ongoing exclusion of blind and visually impaired Americans. The lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts challenges Hulu's violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act.
the company fails to provide audio description for any streaming videos. In addition, Hulu's website and applications are not accessible to blind and visually impaired individuals who use screen readers to navigate the Internet. Over the course of the past year, ACB has also been engaged with key partners and stakeholders in the airline and automotive industries. ACB participated in a working group to develop accessible in-flight entertainment and communication systems for commercial aircraft, presenting consensus guidelines to the Department of Transportation in November. ACB has also worked closely with auto manufacturers, tech companies, and disability advocates toward the implementation of autonomous vehicles, assuring that Americans who are blind will have access to such vehicles, and that safety on our streets for pedestrians remains a top priority. While great progress has been made on many of these issues, they are not fully resolved. We may need your assistance and advocacy on some of these issues. Stay tuned to the Washington Connection and future issues of the forum for further information. Tours in St. Louis include a ball game, the Arch, Bush Stadium, the Botanical Gardens, and more. By Janet Dickelman. What a great way to begin the new year with the tentative tour schedule for the 2018 American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention. Convention dates are June 29th through July 6th. St. Louis, Missouri, and the Union Station Hotel are the place to be for all the affiliate and committee programming, our informative and inspiring general sessions, lots of social activities, and the chance to mingle with friends old and new. Please keep in mind that tour schedules are subject to change. Below is our preliminary schedule. Complete tour descriptions will be provided closer to the convention. Friday, June 29th. 1. St. Louis Arch. You'll take a tram to the top of the arch and spend time in the newly renovated Arch Museum. The tour also includes a narrated cruise down the Mississippi River while enjoying lunch. This tour is not wheelchair or walker accessible. There are 80 steps, some up, some down, to access the arch. 2. St. Louis Cardinals game. What could be better than a night game in historic Bush Stadium? The 11-time World Series champions will take on the Atlanta Braves. Saturday, June 30th. 1. Tour of Bush Stadium and the Cardinals Museum. Learn the rich history of the team, including the press box and the luxury clubs. At the museum, try your hand at being an announcer and try on a World Series ring. Lots of opportunities for souvenir shopping. 2. City tours with a twist. Instead of a bus, you'll travel by trolley as your guide describes the city of St. Louis. What a great way to immerse yourself in the rich culture and history of the city. The trolley seats are wooden, and you will feel some bumps as you ride along. However, it is well worth it. Sunday, July 1st. 1. City Tour. See Saturday's description. 2. The Blues Museum. This is a must for anyone who enjoys music or history. The Blues Museum has music and memorabilia from the 1920s to the present, and docents who love to talk about all the museum has to offer. After touring the museum, enjoy a St. Louis-style barbecue meal while attending a blues concert. 
Monday, July 2nd. 1. St. Louis Botanical Gardens. Enjoy the statuary and all the scents this glorious garden has to offer. You'll visit the Middle Eastern Garden, the Japanese Garden, and so much more. Touch and smell the flowers. 2. Missouri School for the Blind. 3. The Muni. Enjoy an audio-described performance of Singin' in the Rain at this outdoor amphitheater celebrating its 100th birthday. Enjoy a hands-on backstage tour, followed by dinner prior to the play. 4. Join RSVA for an evening of fun at a local casino. Tuesday, July 3rd. 1. Bush Gardens Tour. Learn about the production and history of Bush beer, including several tasting opportunities. Also, we'll spend an hour with the majestic Clydesdale horses. Yes, you can pet them and take pictures. 2. Sweet Tooth Tour We are currently working to provide a candy tour. Unfortunately, our first choice was not available, so we are pursuing other options. 3. Historic Courthouse and Mock Trial Built in 1849, this courthouse still has the original judge's bench and tables for the plaintiff and defendant. Walk the hallowed halls of this historic building and participate in a mock trial. Wednesday, July 4th. 1. City Tour. See Saturday's description. 2. Union Station History Tour. Our hotel was the former Union Station and is full of rich history and railroad memorabilia. Walk through the hotel as a historian describes this unique venue. It is a train lover's paradise. Friday, July 6th. 1. Hannibal, Missouri. Visit Mark Twain's birthplace, including the Mark Twain Museum, and enjoy a luncheon riverboat cruise. You will also take a one-hour walk through the Labyrinth Cave, featured in many of Twain's books. 2. Dinner and Haunted History Tour. End your week with a great meal at Morgan's Pub. Our guide Dave will regale us with anecdotes about haunted locations in St. Louis. Please note that temperatures in St. Louis in July can be in the 90s and humid. Be prepared for the heat. If you have difficulty being outside in the heat, some of these tours might not be for you. Also, the Botanical Gardens, Bush Gardens, and Bush Stadium involve a lot of walking. Tour volunteers are not wheelchair pushers or personal assistants. If you need someone to push your wheelchair or for one-on-one assistance, please plan to have a friend or family member register to attend the tour with you. All tour sites feature gift shops. Staying in touch. The convention announce list will be filled with information. To subscribe to the list, send a blank email to acbconvention sub S-C-R-I-B-E at A-C-B-L-I-S-T-S dot org. If you received updates for the 2017 convention, you need not subscribe again. Hotel details. Room rates at Union Station are $89 per night plus tax. This rate applies for up to two people in a king room and up to four guests in a room with two queen beds. Room tax is currently 18.435%.
Make reservations by calling 314-231-1234. And be sure to mention you are with the American Council of the Blind to obtain the convention room rate. To make reservations online, visit www.acb.org and follow the 2018 convention link. Convention Contacts 2018 Exhibit Information Michael Smitherman, 601-331-7740 A-M-D-U-O at B-E-L-L-S-O-U-T-H dot net 2018 Advertising and Sponsorship Margarine Beeman, 512-921-1625 O-L-E-O-5-0 at H-O-T-M-A-I-L dot com. For any other convention-related questions, contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, at 651-428-5059 or via email j-a-n-e-t dot d-i-c-k-e-l-m-a-n at g-m-a-i-l dot com. Climb aboard the 2018 DKM Express by Kenneth Semyon Sr. The DKM Express is tooting its horn to attract members who have never attended an ACB conference and convention and have a desire to learn more about ACB and its rich history. Access your ticket to join the class of over 40 current DKM first-timers and interact with hundreds of other members during the 57th annual ACB conference and convention in St. Louis, Missouri, this July, by completing all required steps. To be eligible for consideration, each applicant must meet specific requirements, which include being age 18 or older, blind or visually impaired, an ACB member in good standing, and never have attended a previous ACB national convention. In addition, two letters must be submitted for each applicant, a letter of application from the interested member and a letter of recommendation from a state or special interest affiliate president. The letter of application introduces the applicant to the committee and contains reasons for applying for the award, a brief summary of education and experience related to his, her community service, contributions to the affiliate, and the significance of the first-timer's award to the applicant's personal or career development. The letter of recommendation should include the applicant's leadership contributions and potential. Applicants who meet these requirements will also undergo a 30-minute interview with a team of DKM committee members during mid-April. The DKM program and ACB honor recipients by funding round-trip air travel and supporting transportation, hotel accommodations, double occupancy, per diem allowance for meals and incidentals, leadership institute, reception, banquet tickets, the general convention registration fee, and other activities determined by the committee and ACB board of directors. Optional tours and other fun activities are not covered by the program. The responsibilities of each recipient include but are not limited to attending the full week of conference and convention activities from Saturday, June 30 through Friday, July 6, participating in daily general sessions and the Keys to the Convention seminar, along with special interest and committee seminars, while interacting with ACB leaders and fellow members. 
Applications and supporting letters should be forwarded to Kelly Gask, K-G-A-S-Q-U-E, at acb.org, and must be received in the ACB National Office no later than April 3rd. Incomplete applications will not be considered. The DKM committee will select the 2018 first-timers during the latter part of April. Applicants will be notified of their status shortly thereafter. The selection process will conclude with two recipients being awarded as DKM first-timers, one from east and one from west of the Mississippi River. The committee reserves the right to recognize two recipients from the east or west if there are no qualified applicants from one of the specified areas. If you have questions, contact DKM Chair Kenneth Semyon Sr. via email semien at sbcglobal.net or phone 409-866-5838. The BOP Seeks to Award Excellence by Ron Brooks The ACB Board of Publications proudly recognizes excellence each year with three annual writing awards. We are seeking nominations for the Ned E. Freeman Excellence in Writing Award, the Vernon Henley Media Award, and the Hollis Liggett Braille Free Press Award. The Ned E. Freeman Excellence in Writing Award was instituted in 1970 and will be awarded based on the following criteria. An article must have been first published between April of 2017 and March of 2018. All articles published in the ACB Braille Forum in all forms and formats are automatically eligible for consideration. Individual articles published by any ACB affiliate in its official publication may also be nominated by the affiliate's president or editor. Articles which have not appeared in the ACB Braille Forum in all forms and formats may be submitted in any format. The article must demonstrate excellence in writing, novelty of approach, and or originality of the subject matter. The author of the winning article will receive a plaque and a cash prize of $100 at the annual ACB Conference and Convention. The Vernon Henley Media Award is conferred based on the following criteria. The Vernon Henley Media Award is intended to be a vehicle for publicizing ACB throughout the general media and to encourage excellence and accuracy in electronic and print coverage of items relating to blindness. This award may be presented to an organization, company, or individual, either sighted or blind, who has made a positive difference in the press, whether in radio, television, electronic media, magazines, or daily newspapers, during the period encompassed by April of 2017 through March of 2018, by portraying the capabilities of people who are blind in a positive light, rather than focusing on outdated stereotypes and misconceptions. Programs and or articles written and produced specifically for a visually impaired audience, as well as those intended for the general public, are also eligible. A variety of media are eligible for a nomination for the Vernon Henley Media Award. Examples may include television or radio programs, commercials or public service announcements, videos, 
Articles from magazines, newspapers, newsletters, posters, or any other new or emerging media sources. Submissions such as books or recurring columns or blogs from the same person should include a synopsis and no more than three sample chapters for books and no more than three samples of the recurring columns or blogs nominated. Submissions should be accompanied by a letter of nomination as well as the sample copy of the item being nominated. Incomplete submissions will not be considered. The BOP chairperson will annually send a letter to affiliate presidents, newsletter editors, and other media markets encouraging nominations for the Vernon Henley Media Award. A plaque will be presented to the Vernon Henley Media Award recipient at the annual ACB Conference and Convention. The Hollis Liggett Braille Free Press Award will be presented based on the following criteria. The Hollis Liggett Braille Free Press Award is intended to promote best journalistic practices and excellence in writing in publications of ACB's state and special interest affiliates. All periodicals of ACB affiliates, distributed no less than semi-annually, are eligible. Nominations must be submitted by the affiliate's newsletter editor or president. Submissions must include the following. 1. Two issues of the affiliate's publication from the previous calendar year, sent electronically and in hard copy, in the format which the affiliate recognizes as the format which best represents its readership. 2. Answers to the following questions. A. How many members are in your affiliate? B. How often is your publication published per year? C. In what formats is your publication produced? Members of the BOP directly involved in the editorial process of any submitted publication will excuse themselves from judging scoring that particular publication. Criteria for judging submissions will include a. the number of contributing writers in a single issue, b. the variety of information presented in each issue, c. how well the publication portrays the affiliate, d. the quality of writing throughout the publication, e. the overall layout and presentation of the publication. A plaque will be presented to the Hollis Liggett Braille Free Press Award recipient at the convention. And now, the fine print. All nominations must be submitted to the ACB Braille Forum editor, Sharon Lovering, with a postmark of no later than April 1, 2018. You may also submit your nomination electronically to slovering at acb.org. All submissions should be accompanied by a cover letter providing details about the nominee, including name, address, telephone number, and email address of the nominee, if known, and details about the submission, its origin, and any other pertinent information. The return address of the person making the nomination should be included in the cover letter. Members of the Board of Publications, Board of Directors, and staff and contractors of the ACB are prohibited from participating. Any individual who has won a BOP award since 2014 is ineligible to receive the same award prior to January 1, 2019. Call for Nominees for 2018 ACB Awards by Shelley Hart and Chip Haley 
The awards committee is searching for nominees who are deserving of national recognition for their work in ACB or the blindness community. Awards will be presented at the upcoming conference and convention in St. Louis, Missouri. Candidates will be judged on the quality of their nomination letter and how well they meet the spirit of the award for which they are nominated. Please assist the awards committee by presenting worthy candidates and clearly identifying the ways your nominee meets the criteria for the award you believe they are worthy of receiving. The deadline for nominations is April 3, 2018. This means letters must be received electronically by 11.59 p.m. on that day. Please email nomination letters to Chip Haley, C-H-I-P-H-A-I-L-E-Y, at C-A-B-L-E-O-N-E dot net, and Shelley Hart, C-S-H-A-R-T, at V-A-S-T-B-B dot net. We are co-chairs of the awards committee. You can help us out by getting the nominations to us as early as possible. Once we receive your nomination letters, awards committee members must review and score the entries submitted. This work takes time, and as convention is earlier this year, we'll need it. The awards committee looks forward to the challenge of selecting worthy recipients of the 2018 ACB Awards. We need your help to complete our job. Tell us about these special people and how they meet the criteria listed below. Remember that these are national awards, and nominees will be judged accordingly. The Durward K. McDaniel Ambassador Award is given in recognition of a blind person who may or may not be a member of a blindness organization, but who has, through his or her personal characteristics and activities, unrelated to his or her employment, contributed most to the acceptance and understanding of blind people as capable, contributing members of the community. The George Card Award is given to an individual who has dedicated his or her life to work with and for blind people, making a real difference and improving quality of life for providing leadership and being a positive role model. The James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award is periodically given to individuals who have made important contributions which have advanced opportunities for the blind community. This award can be given to an individual or an organization. The Robert S. Bray Award is given to a person who has made a contribution for improving library technology or communication devices. It could also be given for expanding access for all blind people or making opportunities within the mainstream media. The Affiliate Outreach Award is based on a recommendation by an affiliate president, which recognizes a local chapter for a new outreach program. This program must have a measurable outcome. The Affiliate Growth Awards are based on the greatest increase in membership, as determined by the 2017-2018 to membership reports. Please submit your nominations right away. Late submissions will not be considered. If you need help with the nomination process, call Chip Haley at 417-781-6728 or Shelley Hart at 605 605- Three three two six zero five nine. ACB Angel Memorial Tribute Program 
Established in 2014, the ACB Angel Memorial Tribute Program is an exciting opportunity for ACB members and friends to honor their loved ones and guide dogs who have passed on and who have played an important role in the American Council of the Blind, its affiliates, and or its members. Each tribute includes a permanent, individualized page on the ACB website. The name of your ACB angel will become the title of your new tribute webpage to help people find it easily through major search engines, such as Google. The page will feature a photo and a personalized biography of your loved one. These compelling testimonials will ensure that your ACB angel's memory will live on within our ACB family long into the future. In addition, a wall of angels is displayed at ACB conferences and conventions. This display consists of a plaque with large print and braille representing each memorialized person or guide dog. Donations begin at $500. If you have any questions or require further assistance, please contact Tom Tobin, ACB's Director of Development, at 800-424-8666, extension 5, or via email at ttobin at acb.org. Participate by choosing the Make an ACB Angel Memorial Tribute Gift link at donate.acb.org slash angel or contact our Minnesota office at 1-800-866-3242 for assistance. To date, ACB Angels have been established by individuals and affiliates and in many cases a combination of both. What a wonderful way to preserve the memories of those you love and share them with the world. To ensure the plaques for the Angel Wall are completed in time for the 2018 National Convention in St. Louis, Missouri, the cutoff date for new ACB Angels is April 30th. Rolling up our sleeves and working toward the future, ACB Board Meeting Summaries for October and November by Ron Brooks. Each fall, the ACB Board of Directors meets to assess the year's performance, to plan for the future, and to adopt the upcoming calendar year budget. This article includes summaries of three pivotal and productive meetings held during October and November. Getting Down to Business in the Gateway City In late October, the board and members of several key committees and staff conducted the fall board meeting at the Union Station Hotel in St. Louis, Missouri. In addition to giving the hotel and surrounding restaurants a test drive, the board received reports from a number of ACB committees and from the national office staff and took several actions that will contribute to the future growth and success of the organization. The board heard updates from the five committees tasked with leading the implementation of ACB's strategic plan. The communications and marketing team presented three sample logos and a new tagline for ACB. After discussion, the board adopted a logo which features large print and braille representations of the letters A, C, and B along with the words American Council of the Blind. The logo also features the new tagline, Together for a Bright Future. 
The new logo and tagline will be utilized on ACB brochures, on ACB's letterhead, and on other ACB promotional materials. The meetings and convention team updated the board on three initiatives. One, the development of a plan to offer continuing education units, CEUs, for appropriate conference workshops and other meetings and webinars. Two, the establishment of virtual convention attendance and participation. And three, a plan to improve the convention experience for scholarship recipients and other first-time conference attendees. The advocacy team summarized its efforts to develop a strategy for tracking and prioritizing efforts on ACB's advocacy agenda, which is focused on three areas, traditional civil rights issues, the accessibility of technology, and the development of accessible currency. Tony also updated the board on several current legislative concerns. The development team described its ongoing efforts, including the creation of program committees for each fundraising effort, ACB Walk, ACB Auction, MMS Program, etc., and the alignment of revenue and expense budget categories with ACB programs. Membership and affiliates team members informed the board about their committee initiatives, focus groups to gather information from ACB members on ideas for improving member engagement, a survey of affiliate leaders to determine where affiliates may need support from the larger organization, and the development of members-only discounts and perks, which could be used to attract and retain more members. The second day of the fall meeting included reports from officers, national office staff, and committee chairs. American Council of the Blind Enterprises and Services, ACBES Board Chairman Michael Garrett, provided an update on several ACB thrift stores. The 2017 ACB convention financials were summarized, and the board updated on plans for the 2018 and 2019 conferences. The board approved locations for the 2020 and 2021 ACB conventions, which are subject to final contract negotiations with the selected sites. Kim Charlson updated the board on efforts to get the Senate to ratify the Marrakesh Treaty and on the World Blind Union. The WBU is seeking to increase participation by organizations within the Caribbean nations. The WBU will meet in the spring and fall of 2018. ACB will host the fall meeting in the Washington, D.C. area. Staff Reports ACB Executive Director Eric Bridges and staff member Kelly Gask then provided updates on a number of projects. ACB Website Redesign The goal is to launch the newly improved ACB website in early 2018. ACB's web design firm, Louisville Web Group, and a number of people representing key committees, the Board of Publications, and staff are finalizing the website design, content, and graphics. The website will meet all Website Consortium Accessibility Guidelines, WCAG, will have new content on most pages, updated resources, more pictures and graphics, and incorporate a much more contemporary and attractive look and feel. ACB Annual Report 
ACB's annual report was revamped to be more visually attractive and compelling. It includes more pictures, more graphics, and more information designed to highlight ACB efforts and accomplishments. Ongoing advocacy efforts. Eric Bridges also provided updates on several ongoing advocacy efforts, including the fight for accessible currency. He also discussed a new initiative which ACB is developing to improve employment opportunities for blind and visually impaired people within the private sector. Task Force and Committee Reports The Board also heard a number of reports from task forces and committees. Jeff Tom updated the Board on the Voting Task Force's test of a vote-by-phone technology. The Voting Task Force will provide information through the forum, the affiliate president's meeting, and other ACB modes of communication on how remote voting can be implemented as part of the convention process, as well as questions that the membership must address in designing remote voting procedures. Larry Turnbull updated the board on ACB Radio's activities, which included a recommendation to the Board of Publications to change the format of the Candidates Forum to a virtual forum using ACB Radio and an online meeting service such as Zoom. The board supported this recommendation. David Trott updated attendees on the 2017 budget and on year-to-date expenses and revenues. The organization is in sound fiscal health, but needs to manage expenses and grow revenues in order to support ACB's expanding outreach and advocacy efforts. Ron Brooks provided an update on BOP activities, which include developing new guidelines for large print versions of ACB publications and the development of key performance indicators, KPIs, for measuring the reach of ACB print, Braille, audio, electronic, and online communications. After the meeting, board members attended a reception hosted by the Missouri Council of the Blind. It featured several St. Louis delicacies, including fried raviolis. A Financial Framework for Success in 2018 The board held two conference calls dealing with the ACB budget in November. The first meeting looked at the projected revenues for 2018 and the proposed budget for the 2018 ACB convention. A few days later, the board considered projected expenses for 2018. The board adopted the 2018 convention budget before moving on to the ACB budget. Ray Campbell made the motion to approve the revenue side of ACB's 2018 budget. John McCann seconded it. The motion was adopted. Campbell made a motion to approve the expense side of the budget. Frederick seconded it. The motion was adopted. Pomerantz made the motion to adopt the 2018 ACB budget in aggregate as amended. Doug Powell seconded it. The motion was adopted. After finalizing the ACB budget, Bridges provided a brief update on the ACB office expansion. Following those updates, President Kim Charlson thanked the staff, the Treasurer, the Budget and Finance Committee, and the entire board for its work on the 2018 budget. She expressed optimism about the continuing financial health and success of ACB. Affiliate News Applications now available for CCLVI Scheigert Scholarships 
Applications are now available for CCLVI's Shigert scholarships. Three scholarships are available, one each to an incoming freshman, undergraduate, and graduate student. These scholarships, funded by CCLVI member Fred Shigert, provide a $3,000 annual stipend. Applicants are judged on their academic achievements and their community service. To complete an application, go to www.cclvi.org. Click on Shigert Scholarships and follow the instructions to create an account and log in. Guidelines and other relevant information are available on the website. If you have questions, send an email to scholarship at cclvi.org or call 1-844-460-0625. The application window closes at 11.59 p.m. Eastern on March 15, 2018. Late submissions will not be considered. Eligible applicants will be interviewed after the closing date. Recipients will attend the 2018 ACB National Convention in St. Louis as guests of CCLVI. Get away with BPI in November 2018. Blind LGBT Pride International invites ACB members, their families, and friends to join us on a seven-day cruise to the Western Caribbean. Service dogs are welcome. We will depart from Miami on November 25, 2018, and return on December 2nd. Ports of call include Roatan, Bay Islands, Honduras, Harvest K, Belize, Costa Maya, Mexico, and Cozumel, Mexico. Prices are per cabin for two people, including taxes, $2,120.56 for a balcony cabin and $1,720.56 for an inside cabin. A single cruiser option is also available. Prices do not include a $13.99 per day gratuity or recommended travel insurance. Land excursion prices are additional. A deposit of $125 per person is required upon booking. If we meet our cabin commitment, you will also be able to choose among three upgrades, including an all-beverage package for the week, a three-day dining upgrade, or a waiver of the gratuity fee. For more information, contact our cruise consultant, Michelle Zimmerman, at one 877 extension 4398, and mention Blind Pride Cruise. You may also visit our cruise webpage for updates. B-L-I-N-D-L-G-B-T-P-R-I-D-E dot org slash G-E-T-A-W-A-Y hyphen W-I-T-H hyphen B-P-I slash or email Scott Marshall at S-C-O-T-T dot M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L numeral 2 at G-M-A-I-L dot com with any questions. High-Tech Swap Shop For sale Humanware Braille Note Apex BT32 May be had for less than $1,000. View it at T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com slash Y numeral 8 J-U-S-Z-S numeral 4. 
For more information, contact Chris Johnson at 307-277-0582 or email chris at org. For sale, Small Talk Ultra 2 in excellent condition, rarely used. Includes carrying case, new double-capacity battery, and other accessories. Screen reader not installed. Asking $450. Perkins Brailler in great condition. Asking $200. APH Braille Plus Mobile Manager in good condition. Comes with carrying case. Asking $100. Braille Blazer in excellent condition with carrying case. Asking $1,000. Braille Light 40 with power adapter and serial communication cable asking $750. Two, Triple Talk USB hardware synthesizers, in like-new condition. Both have the original power adapters and USB cables. Can be powered by internal battery and used with both window eyes or jaws, asking $350 for each or $600 for both as a single package. Serious inquiries only. PayPal payments accepted. Contact Jonathan Millam via email at milamj at wfu.edu or by phone at 336-462-4179. For sale, HP Netbook includes window eyes and Dragon Naturally Speaking and wireless headset, asking $499. Call Steve at 517-347-7046. ACB Officers President Kim Charlson, 3rd Term, 2019, 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. First Vice President Dan Spoon, 1st Term, 2019, 3924 Lake Mirage Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32817-1554. Second Vice President, John McCann, second term, 2019, 8761 East Placita Boulevard, Tucson, Arizona, 85715-5650. Secretary, Ray Campbell, third term, 2019, 460 Rain Tree Court, Number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Treasurer, David Trott, first term, 2019, 1018 East Street, South, Talladega, Alabama, 35160. Immediate past president, Mitch Pomerantz, 1115 Cordova Street, number 402. Pasadena, California, 91106. ACB Board of Directors. Jeff Bishop, Kirkland, Washington, first term, 2020. Denise Colley, Lacey, Washington, first term, 2020. Sarah Conrad, Madison, Wisconsin, final term, 2020. Dan Dillon, Hermitage, Tennessee, first term, 2020. Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, first term, 2018. George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 
final term 2018. Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota, final term 2018. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, partial term 2020. Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland, first term 2018. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California, partial term 2018. Ex officio, Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington. ACB Board of Publications, Ron Brooks, Chairman, Phoenix, Arizona, second term 2019. Donna Brown, Romney, West Virginia, first term 2019. Paul Edwards, Miami, Florida, first term 2018. Susan Glass, Saratoga, California, second term 2019. Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington, first term 2018. Ex officios, Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, Bob Hoshe, Waltham, Massachusetts. Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington, Carla Rushevel, Louisville, Kentucky. Accessing your ACB Braille and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the web page in Word, plain text, or Braille-ready file, or by phone at 605-475-8154. To subscribe to the email version, visit the ACB email lists page at www.acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail in Braille, large print, data, CD, and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone, 605-475-8154. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from www.acb.org bf slash.